listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Oh, he took the headgear off him. This is Welcome to the Footy Talk Podcast on Listener. Tony Squires and Wade Graham in for this Saturday. Now, coming up, Campbell Graham scores a hat-trick as the Bunnies steamroll the Broncos. Is it enough for him to make the New South Wales Blues team? And have the Eels found the X factor they're looking for? That and so much more on the Footy Talk Podcast on Listener. Welcome to the Footy Talk Podcast on Listener. My name's Tony Squires. I'm with Wade Graham on this Saturday. Wade, how are you going? I'm good, mate. Thursday night game. Mm, a yeah. win. It's early. It's always um, a big relief and a weight off your shoulders when you get a win early in the weekend and have the weekend off. So Especially it's good. Thursday. Yeah, it's good. We don't, well, I haven't played too many Thursday nights um, over my career, but even the Friday nights are always good if you get, if you get the win. Yeah. If you get the result. It's a long weekend. The weekend's good. It's nice and easy. It's relaxed. Yeah. Everyone's happy around the house. Yeah. But, you know, on the other side of defence, if you, if you don't get the result, it's a very long weekend. Uh, there were rumours that you might have been out and about and uh, had a date with the wife. We did, actually. The really? kids were at um, daycare on a Friday. So it's like, it's not a weekend, it's a Friday because it's a Thursday, night, a Thursday night game. So oh. me and the missus went for a long lunch and we had a good time. It was the first oh. time we've been out like that for a long time. It was, it was good fun. There is no better phrase or combination of words in the English language than Friday lunch. Long lunch. Long lunch. Long lunch. No, it was, it was fun. We went there and had a couple of drinks. She had a couple of margaritas, had some um, lunch at Highfields there overlooking the water. It was good. And you know what it's like when you have kids. You don't get the quality time yeah, that you absolutely. used to get. So it was good for me, uh, me and her, just to sit down and relax and have some fun together. For Like I said, it's been a, a long time. Oh, that's brilliant. Well done. Uh, all right. Well, let's go back. Obviously, we're going to look at last night's games and, and today what's happening on this Super Saturday. But before then, in, in terms of your game, I just wanted to mention quickly – Nico Hines, because nobody else is talking about him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's not talk about his uh, football at the moment. Let's talk about, I mean, the human being that he is. Watching, uh, and what caught up from your dressing room was, of course, a really special event, that game for you guys on Thursday and for the Cowboys because of the Paul Green connection and that tragic story, but the celebration that that game had become was so wonderful for the family, and it didn't end just with the game. The Paul Green medal, of course, was awarded to Nico Hines, but by the end of the night, it wasn't hanging around his neck. Yeah, no, it was, it was, a, um, it was a big occasion for both clubs. Um, obviously, we had Paul Green's, all his family there, his mum and dad was there, yep. his, his kids were there, his, his wife was there. Um, and it was it was nice to have them there, right? It was just it's one of those nights where um, it's it's great to celebrate Paul Green. Um, it's great to have his family there, but you still the issues in the background. You still know um, it's not it's not going to bring him back. And yes, it's not going to make anyone um, get over it. But it's good just to have that night and yeah. ha- have his family with us was was exceptional. And then obviously Nico like. He's just, I've said it before, he's so genuine, right? And everyone loves him because he's so genuine. Yeah. Um, and so I was talking to Jed, Paul's um, son on the field after the game, and I was like, oh, he had a Cowboys jersey on. Yeah, saw that. And I, I said to him, I, I think I can get you um, Nico's jersey. Would you like Nico's jersey? He goes, oh, yeah, I'd love Nico's jersey. So we walked into the shed, 
and Nico was one of the last come in. He had some interviews, and I grabbed him. I said, "Oh, mate, I um, I promised your jersey to Jed." He goes, "Don't worry, mate. I've got something better." So oh. then we had the we had the team chat, and yeah. he he took the medal off his um neck and, and gave it to Jed. So it was a nice moment, and obviously he gave his jersey to um to Emerson to Emerson his daughter. The, the smiles on their faces. I'm I, I'm telling you right now. I'm an old man. I've seen a lot, but I teared up. I watched that because you know just had a look at it from the dressing room and it, just so emotional. Mate, the, the I don't know if you caught in the in the video, but um, Paul's mum was in the sheds. Mm. So when Nico gave his Cronulla Sharks jersey, the number seven jersey, to Emerson. Paul's mum said, "That's that's the jersey. That's the number your dad used to wear." It was, yeah. a, it was a really special moment to have. Obviously, his par- uh, his parents in the room with us, and, and all his family, his wife, and the kids. But yeah, when when his mum said, "That's that's the jersey your dad used to wear," it was a, it was a really special moment for us. And um, I'm glad the club did a really good job um, yeah. looking after him and and making them feel welcome. And they're they're, they're always welcome at our club forever. Yeah. Um, they're a part of our history. They're a part of our club, and it was it was good to get the result. But it was good to have a, a great night for them. You've described it so perfectly. Yeah, I think we do have uh, some audio of the moment. Thanks for coming in to Paul's family, and really appreciate you two coming as well. And I want to donate my medal to you. And I want to give my jersey to you. I'm just saying. So good, so good. It's one of those things that many things happen in dressing rooms, many things that people don't see, but just to get a glimpse of something that is truly, truly special, uh, absolutely brilliant. All right, let's have a look at some of the footy then that was played last night. A couple of games that were perhaps expected to be uh, closer, or certainly the uh, the second game, but the Eels first off, uh, 43-12 over the Knights. The Knights have been up for a while, haven't they? They've played kind of above expectations, and that takes a lot out of you for this part of the season. They'll be really looking forward to the bye this coming weekend. Yeah, they've been shuffling decks for a bit. Obviously, Caelan Ponga has been out for a while with yep. con- con- uh, concussion stuff and then other injuries. And... They've been up, like you said, and been in, been in a lot of their games and just missing out on the result. And yep. eventually that um, it does take a toll on you. If you put so much output and so much effort into a game, you just don't quite get the result. It gets, you know, harder and harder and harder. And I feel like last night they were certainly um, – when Paris scored early and then they answered straight back, it was like, oh, they're, they're up for this, they're up for this. But then, you know, Paris just get the, kept the foot on the gas and just yeah. proved a little bit too much for them. So – you're probably right. They probably do need the buyer. They do need the, the break to refresh. Obviously, Kalen's back now. Still finding his feet in that front line. They're still yeah, working well, hard. Yeah, I was looking at the stats. So it was it was only half a dozen runs. And uh, at least there were two different ones. There's six missed tassels and tackles, another 11. But he admitted himself that he needs to get better and that's what he's going to work on, that this he's not going to really do much uh, getting out and about during the bye week. He's got things to knuckle down. It's interesting, isn't he? He comes back. He says there's nothing about the concussion in terms of his uh, defensive lapses, uh, you know, but he's just kind of getting used to it. Yeah, this. it's just it's timing, right? It's yeah. getting used to the speed of the play and get, just getting back into the um, the speed of things, really. Like any player, it doesn't matter, you know, how long you've played for or how many years you've played, if you miss a chunk of time, if you miss games, you miss a month, you miss five, six weeks, it takes a bit to get your time back. And yeah. in our game, you know, when you come up against a team like the Eels who are, you know, they're playing well, they're playing fast, they're playing out. Yeah, if your timing's just slightly off, you know, you can get exposed a little bit. And, you know, he'll work on that. He'll be better for the run. And, you know, after the bye, they get to, be, they get to have a break tonight. Kalen's, you know, he's sort of ripped the Band-Aid off his back playing now. He'll be yeah. better for the run and... 
you know, hopefully after they can turn the corner and um, start playing some good footy. Billy Slater, we want to see him get better and better because you'd think he's, you know, he's picked automatically in that Queensland side. Although there's a little guy called Reese Walsh who, who also didn't have his greatest game uh, last night, but he's been playing great footy as well. Yeah, well, they're both X-Factors, X right? Yeah. In, in that Origin Arena where it's, um, you know, it's 100 miles an hour, you, you need those types of players who can just create, you know, moments out of, out of nothing. And certainly Kalen has, um, you know, all that ability about him, but so does Reese Walsh. And yeah. I know he, last night it was a um, it was a tough slog against South, but you have to think he's thereabouts in, in the conversation mm-hmm. for sure. And it's not a bad headache for Billy to have. Not, not a bad... Where are you on the hair pulling? Do you enjoy it uh, on, on the footy field? We saw Tyson Frisell get, penal, uh, get penalised for grabbing hold of uh, Luai's hair, even though it was, you know, kind of jumper and hair. Well, Tyson was pretty grubby with the referee because Dom Young got these hair pulled by uh, Mika Siva. This is, I think, just at halftime. Rather than blowing a penalty, he, he, he blew halftime. If the locks are flowing, do you uh, latch on? I can't say that I ever have grabbed anyone's hair. It's certainly not something that I think about when I'm on there. And and there's not a lot of guys with the flowing locks in our game, so yep. it's not an issue that we come across often. But our great man, Aaron Woods, a part of the yes. team, when he had his long hair, he sort of said that, you know, if I was going out there with long hair, I kind of expected to get pulled. So, um, listen, you can't get away with anything now. And nah. the thing is, Tyson got done for pulling hairs. Yep. So if... If you see some, if you get penalised for something that you do, yeah, you better be like you better know that you're going to be on the lookout for any future incidents that happen that's against your team. So that's why Tyson would have been in there straight away. He would have been, well, if it's good for me, it's good for everyone. Is that why you're watching every tackle where the tackler gets off his off the ground and <laughs> doesn't? Hey, we, we, we buried that, mate. We buried that. All right, we buried that. Uh, yeah, it's a shallow grave, though. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, for the the other thing for the Eels, obviously, their the big guns did fire, and good to see Dylan Brown. He uh, looked good again. When he's firing with Mitchell Moses as his half pair, you're going to be dangerous with Gutho hanging around as well. Yeah, definitely. Like, you look at all those, you know, that, those three spine members, Gutho, Dylan Brown, and Mitch Moses. They're halves and they're ball players, but they're run threats. Yeah. They run like they're run threats first, and that's what makes them so dangerous. Like they're both fast. You know, Dylan scored that try off his left foot last night. Rose, uh, Moses scored the try off his right foot the other night. And that's that's why that, that actually is what makes them good ball players because they're run threats. So you've got to worry about tackling them. And then, you know, once you commit to them, they have the ability to set up their outside men. But when you see, if if I'm a Parramatta fan, when I see Dylan Brown running, I see Mitchell Moses running. It's it means the boys are on, and it's it's a good call to see because you see other halfbacks across the league who manage and and get the side around, and the game's sort of changing a bit. Like, he's, you know, Adam Reynolds is a perfect example, right? He's actually a bit of an old school player who just directs the play, kicks well. Like, he's such a good kicker that he can kick like any team. Into, into a game just because of how good his kicking game is. But the game slowly transitioned into these, like you look at our team, Matty Moylan, Nico Hines, these big ball runners, yeah. two halves that are run threats, run threats. They're so fast now with the six gains. You, you don't have um, the game where it used to be like two players are set up for a big shift. It's sort of trending away from that. So whenever you have halves that can run and that are a danger themselves with their physical carry, it's an advantage for your team, for sure. Yeah. 
Josh Hodgson probably had his best game too as an eel. All right, we'll go to Suncorp just quickly then. You talked about Adam Reynolds. He started the game really well. Those Harbour Bridge passes, uh, getting on the outside of South Sydney, looking good, sets up one try, a couple of other opportunities. They go into halftime 12-6 down, I think. Latrell kind of contained. You could tell when he came out in the second half, Latrell, that first run he had, he just dragged players with him. I thought, okay, he's on, he's on. And suddenly he was. So along with Campbell Graham, who scored three tries, it was a dominating performance, both with the ball and without it. Well, they're so dynamic, South, aren't they? Like, yeah. like you said, they're sort of Broncos were in the game, South were in the game, it was, it, was a, it was a good fist of it. And then it only takes them 10 or 15 minutes in, in the 80-minute period. When they turn it on, they're so dynamic. You yep. look at, obviously, Latrell, Campbell Graham, Cody Walker, like all these guys, Cam Murray. Yeah. Like they, when They only need to put it together for 15 minutes and they're that good that they can actually snatch the game away from any team, which which makes them so dangerous. But, you know, it was a good game last night, that first yeah. half. It was yeah. like going end-to-end end and both teams are in it. But, yeah, after halftime, South just hit that extra gear. Um, and a couple... You know, missing Payne Haas and missing yeah. Ezra Mam, it sort of it affects your rhythm. Yep. So when South sort of hit that gear, that next gear, and, and Brisbane, they were searching. They just didn't quite have the answer last night. But, you know, they'll learn from it. They've, they've certainly been um, probably the form team of the early, like the first half of the year, the Broncos, yep. and they'll learn from this and they'll be better for it. Yeah, that's right. Well, they go seven and two, so they'll still sit on top of the table as we speak, but certainly that's a congested little piece of real estate up there at the moment, isn't it? Campbell Graham, how good is he? Can he fit into when you'd seen there might there may be opportunities in state of origin for him, given Tommy's injuries con- concerns quite slightly. Uh, there could be wing spots open as well. Tupo's not not available. So there are, you'd think there's a chance for a guy to just keep scoring tries and defending strongly. Well, 100%. And it's his defence, which is most impressive. Like, like he scored three tries last night and he's certainly a quality attacking player, but it's it's his defence that's like most impressive. He's there on that right edge. He looks after Ilias on the outside. Yep. He certainly holds that edge together. And, you know, whether he plays... Center or wing, I think he does the job, you know, either or. So having the two positions that he can play uh, certainly is in his favor. And if I was picking the team today, he would for sure be in my team. He'd be on the wing for sure. Yep. If if a fully fit Latrell and a fully fit Tommy Turbo, I'll probably still find room in my team for Campbell Graham on the wing. He would certainly not let anybody down. All right. Uh, Next week, as I said, Brisbane, uh, Magic Round. As a player, is it slightly disappointing that you can't just enjoy it as a party it should be and that how we're enjoying it? (laughs) It's funny because um, it's kind of hard as a player, right, because you go up there, every team's there. You share a hotel with other teams. So you sort of – and you're sort of in, you're out. You know, you got to be at the stadium this time. you got to be out of the sheds at this time. You're on a really strict schedule. So it's not – um, it's not the most enjoyable yeah. trip for a player because you just you're getting shuffled around a lot to accommodate everyone. But as a fan, I could just imagine it would be the be- it would be the best weekend. It'd be if you, if you're a footy fan and you're in Brisbane, it would just be all time. I could just imagine uh, the well, best time. Wait, I was going to say for the rest of us, it's a hoot. You're listening to the Footy Talk podcast on Lister. When we come back, we'll preview a massive Super Saturday. <laughs> 
You're listening to the Footy Talk podcast on Listener, Tony Squires and Wade Graham with you. Okay, Super Saturday, let's quickly have a look at what's in store for us today at the beautiful Wagga Wagga for the uh, uh, the Jack Whiten game, Canberra and the Dolphins. The Dolphins missed out. Uh, they're disappointed. The only team more disappointed is Canberra, who have also missed out on him for next year. Obviously, it's South Sydney. What's What will happen in that kind of scenario? He'll just go out, do his job. The players around him will do their job business as usual. Well, it's an interesting one because we haven't really seen this circumstance happen. Well, I can't remember when you you sort of your best player or one of your your best players decides to go to another club for less money. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard. It's a, it's a, it's actually a, it's a big watch moment, right? Yeah, it's a big watch moment for all of us because we all want to say, well. As a competitor and as a player, you go, okay, they're going to play well. Jackie's Jackie's Jack. He's going to go out there and compete. He's going to go hard. And the, and the players are going to do that around him. But it's a big watch because you just don't know. Like, yeah. we don't know how it, it is going to respond. And, you know, if they go out there and they play well, it's all like, well, they go out and play well. But as soon as – if they don't play well, so well, there's just, an, there's just an elephant in the room right there. So it's a big watch game just to see the response. It's a, it's a big game for the club. Like, Absolutely. Because they need to respond. They've been in the media – the last two weeks, yeah. and they've been pretty heavy, Yeah, you know, uh, at some angles. So it, it is a big watch just to see how they do respond as a club. And those angles, as a player, no matter how tr- much you try to insulate yourself from that outside noise, it, it seeps in. It has to seep in, surely. And the talk about that Jack is maybe leaving because he wants to go to a club that, quote, you know, is in the premiership window, can win a premiership. That must peeve the other players at the club if they're if they're feeling. Well, wait a minute, you're saying that we're not good enough to win a, win the big show. Yeah, it's 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 a hard one. Like it is it is honestly a hard one, and we can, we that's why we're all sitting here wondering like how they will perform because we we just don't know to be yeah. honest. Like it's, and so toss of the coin then that game. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. It, it, if I was obviously sticky, you know, sticky, he's very passionate about the club. He yeah. would he would have his boys up for this because the past week in the media, what's happened in the club, he's been heavy on the front foot. Like he, he would want a response out of his players to say, listen, whatever's happened, I've you know, I'll put on the front foot, try to get our club um club first. We need to go out there and perform um and show some pride in the jersey because of what's happened the last week. So yeah. I probably t- I probably do tip Canberra because of the week, but it's a big watch game. All right. Uh, okay, just quickly, the other two games, Manly, Gold Coast. Who wins that one? Got to be Manly, hasn't it? Well, Turbo's not playing, is he? So no, he's not. He's out. They're, they're a different team without Turbo. I think he, Turbo's one of the players, even if he's 80%, like you look in the dressing room and he's lacing up his boots next to you, you go, okay, I feel a little bit more confident about it, like today, because he's in yeah. the team. And, Whereas when I was playing, people would look across and get nervous when I <laughs> put their boots on. <laughs> and Titans have been hard to catch. Like, they put that brilliant first half together last week when they were leading Dolphins, and yeah. then, you know, that second half fade. So they certainly have some points in them, like Big Tino, Dave Fafita. Yeah. They're, they're a handful in the middle there when they get it, when they get it going. But they've also shown um, they haven't quite put the 80 minutes together. So if they can, you know, they're hard to catch. I, I would say I would actually tip the... Titans, I reckon. Oh, wow. Okay. I did tip the Dragons on the Anzac round, but oh. everyone, everyone gave me stick. Oh, and well, you were so – they scored more tries. They <laughs> looked, That was a good game for footy, that one, but let's go back backwards. Penrith and uh, the West Tigers. Uh, now, Nathan Cleary, I understand, is being rested. He's, he, we're not sure if that's uh, 100%, but uh, that was what the news was coming out. It's hard to go past the Panthers. They lost last week. Yeah. 
you know, when was the last time I lost back-to-back games? So even without Nathan, I think probably they're a little bit too strong after the loss last week. All right, then. Uh, do you have, have you come up with a Super Saturday Bowl prediction? Um, I'm going to say Canberra Raiders to win. Mm-hmm. Jack Whiten, man of the match, and a try. Love it. Love it. Bold and very specific, whereas I'm just going for something very simple. The West Tigers to beat Penrith. Oh, okay. Yes, you heard it here first. The West Tigers to beat Penrith. That's all for the Saturday edition of the Footy Talk podcast. On listener, Wade Graham, thank you. Jimmy Graham and Ben Dobbin back in the hot seat tomorrow. Listener.